on the ball along with that good sportsmanship. <laughs> and we are live. Thank you guys for tuning in. Finally, we are here with Sports Thursdays with the one and only Paul on the ball, who is my dad. I'm super excited. <laughs> How are you doing, Dad? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Good to be here. Fantastic, fantastic. And I've got the comment section open for all you guys who are going to be tuning in tonight. Um, so at some point during the show, I will be um, announcing, uh, not announcing, sorry, I will be looking at your comments uh, and we'll be doing a little bit of Q&A. So, um, but before we get on to the show, we want to uh, do some introductions. I want you guys to know exactly who uh, my dad is, a.k.a. Paul on the Ball, who lives in the BVI um, currently. So I'm going to let you take it away, Dad. Let the people know exactly who you are. We're here to talk about sports, and you guys need to know why he is the man when it comes to sports. Fantastic. Well, um, I, I don't know if I'm the man when it comes to sports, but uh, certainly over the last, say, 20 or 30 years, I've sort of paid attention to multiple sports. I myself was a decathlete, and for those in Britain, they were probably know the name of Davy Thompson. I was his training partner for just shy of seven years, mm -hmm. along with Greg Richards, Panny Zenu, and Justin Whitfield later on joined us as well. He was a younger decathlete. Uh, Brian Richards as well was also one of the guys that trained along with us. Um, Panny was the first one to retire, Panny Zenu. He retired and um, the rest of us kind of continued. Uh, competed the World Championships, the Commonwealth, well, Commonwealth Games that qualified for, um, but we have boycotted that meet, unfortunately. Uh, World Championships, I was there in Rome. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, spent many years doing track and field in, in Britain, and then after my career kind of began to wind down, returned to the West Indies. So what sort of space are we looking at um, when you were training in the UK? Was that a period of uh, three to four years or did it span a lot longer? Because when we were talking earlier, you said it went from the 70s over to the 80s. So what yeah, kind of time yeah. frame so, are we looking at? So pretty much all of the 80s is the UK. Okay. Pretty much. Um, I, I was uh, I was Daley Thompson's training partner for most of the 80s. Along with, we used to train one day a week with Linford Christie. Um, um, so, uh, in West London, so we go West London with, for, for Linford. We used to go with Daily Daily and I would do our javelin at Battersea Park. Um, we would do a lot of our runs at either Crystal Palace or Haringey. Um, and in those days, every Tuesday and Thursday, we used to pole vault in Haringey because Haringey, Haringey was one of the only places at the time that had an indoor facility. Wow. And we used wow. to have to go up to Cosford to do, um, to, we used to, drive for many, many hours to do indoors. It was the only indoor facility for Cosmo. Wow, wow, wow. And I can only yeah. imagine that the training that you went through at that time, it was uh, must have been very gruesome. And I say this, guys, because when I was younger, my father trained me in track and field. And trust me, it was not an easy, <laughs> it was not an easy feat. My brother's going through it, going through it right now. Shout out to Junior. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the challenge training with Daley Thompson is that uh, Daily didn't believe in days off, so we always trade on Christmas Day. And I do the same thing with my athletes now. We always do special training sessions every single holiday. So, right, our holiday was not a holiday. Uh, we always trained seven days a week. We never let the opposition know what we were doing. Daily didn't like other people to be around what he did. Didn't like people, 
you know, being in the middle of it. It's training sessions. So um, we would get track sessions in and then nobody would see what we did. So I'm one of the very few that actually know what Daily Thompson actually did um, um, as, as, as an athlete. We used to get our sessions originally from Frank Dick. And I'll, I'll just leave that one at that. I won't say what happened <laughs> after that. But we used to get our sessions from Frank. Frank would come in like every three months, drop the sessions off, and they would hand the session, the piece of paper, to Greg Richards. And that's and the rest was history after that. So, uh, yeah, that was what it was, it was like. And like you said, seven days a week, we didn't take any days off. We didn't, we didn't do snow days off. Mm. We didn't do bad weather days off. And for the athletes that are listening now, we didn't do late. Late in Daly's books didn't exist. Right. I arrived to training one day late. Those who know Daly know Daly does swear. And for about 15 minutes, he told me the reason why I needed to go home, go back to the West Indies and not return. Mm, wow. So I kind, of, I kind of begged him to let me stay. And he didn't verbally tell me to stay, but he didn't chase me off. And I, I stayed for this year. So the concept of giving these guys excuses, missing days, training, just didn't exist. It just wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't something that, that was accepted right, right, in right. those days. You know, we, we did what we had to do. You know, I, I remember once I lost a piece of my finger, which I still, obviously it's not there to know. And the next day, Daddy's like, yeah, well, let's get on with it. You know, <laughs> I had to go and get 32 stitches in my finger. The next day was regular training as usual. Wow, guys, wow. I, I keep forgetting about um, some of these things. Because yeah. uh, you walk around like normal, like that hands normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, even yeah, Helena so. was telling me some um, stories. Um, shout out to Helena. Um, she's watching the live stream right now. Said this is looking good. We really do appreciate that. Um, All right. But I, totally yeah, I think she's my daughter, saying. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't get a lot of grind um, today um, for whatever reason. We are much uh. softer. I would say that. Um, because I myself, uh, I'm in the martial art business, and um, when I switch from area to area here in the UK, um, no matter what level um, my opponents are on here, and some of them come across quite soft. So, it's but it, it, let me really let me just say this is probably for an, another podcast, but yes, I'd, I'd like to spend some time looking at British sprinting and British athletics. Um, I remember speaking with um, a Safa poet and, and Safa would always say that the British sprinters are, are, are soft and are weak mm. and they, they don't train hard enough. That was always used, that was all a Safa's um, kind of point of view. And a very good friend of mine, a close friend of mine, Harry King, who many people would know, you know, Harry and I have spoken at great length about British sprinting. And um, I mean, the top British sprinter now is from Anguilla. That, that should tell you. Anguilla. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Hughes. And so, he, to me, Hughes is very talented, but he should not be the top sprinter in Britain. There should be other guys who should be thrashing Hughes because there's so many more American sprinters that run faster than, than Hughes. And so that, that is a problem. If, Zan, if Zanel Hughes is, is, is Britain's fastest sprinter, mm -hmm. to me, there is still a challenge with British sprinting. I'm not saying Zalan isn't talented because understand that Britain still has the best squad in Europe. All right. And a lot of Brit a lot a lot of a lot of us used to go to Lanzarote and all of us still do it now in in the off season because it was warmer. 
a lot of people go to California. I know daily stuff used to go down. I never used to go with them mm -hmm. um, to California in the um, in the winter because it's warmer. So a lot of sprinters complain. Even a lot of them go down to Jamaica now because they complain of, of, of the cold. But I wow. think outside, I think outside of the cold, there is still a challenge, and, and they're getting better. Huh? They're getting better because you're seeing like 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 the young the young chap I think his name is Zoop, um, the young British sprinter now doing very well and there are other guys come along but I just don't think that Zap and I'm willing Zalan Hughes should be Britain's fastest Britain not because Zalan isn't talented mm -hmm. but because I think there's so many more talented British athletes who are just not coming through but that's, okay. a, that's for another day okay 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 yeah well because uh I, I had some questions right there so go, go on go on go on um, well, um, the only thing I wanted to know was, um, do you have any ideas of anyone that you see right now who you think um, has more potential? Uh, anyone that's in your eyes right now within Britain? In Britain, there's a young, I guess I've got, I got to call him Ghanaian sprinter. He's, he's British, but I think his parents are Ghanaian. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. It was tip my tongue, but that's not good. I'll put it up now. Um, really like him. He's just too short. He's just... Okay. Um, He's just like five foot eight, five foot nine. Um, and that's just, I'm just trying to put it away. That's just not good enough. You know, modern day sprinters are, you know, a Safa is like 6'1 people. And a Safa oh, looks wow, short on the feet. A Safa is like 6'1. Usain Bolt is 6'6. Six, six. So I, right? I remember growing up, you used to think the short man was the fast guy. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I, I mean, if you remember Rennie, Rennie, Rennie was tall. He was the only tall person that I knew who could sort of compete uh, with the fast sprinters. But isn't it not the short people who tend to have that that sprint now that they can go really fast? That's what that was the mindset in in my time. I won't reveal. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, um, okay. So, so the young one that I'm thinking of is Azu, Jer Jeremiah Azu. Okay. I think Jeremiah Azu is, is really top class. I like him. I just think he's a little short. Mm -hmm. um, Yuja, again, um, nice guy. Uh, big fella. He's over six foot. Um, wow. Harry Kane, I think, is getting on a bit. You know, um, Sorry, it's you actually Harry Akins. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's really down to the. And, and, and Azu actually is if I'm, if I'm correct is welsh and and, and and not english so with the talk about english printers you know uh it just requires uh, i mean from the days of linford and i trained with linford once a week for about five or six years you know linford and i hung out together at the world championships in rome okay, we spent wow. pretty much all our time together um and since linford really there has not been anyone that's really broken through um, to at the level of Linford. And again, I'm saying that, ah, you know, Zarnell Hughes, okay, yes, has gotten there to some extent, not as, not as successful as Linford, but he's gotten there. But Zarnell Hughes wasn't, is not really a product of England. Zarnell Hughes is a product of Anguilla. Wow, 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 wow. You know? I see, I, I well, see where you're coming from when you make the comparison yeah, yeah, to the yeah. times. You wonder and, where, where's the power? Yeah, yeah. Why, why I'm not, and I'm not hating on, um, on, 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 on Britain. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm British. I'm, I'm born in England. I'm English. Mm -hmm. You know, so I support England. I support us. Mm -hmm. 
no matter how West Indian I, I may sound, I spent many years in the West Indies. I'm actually English. All my kids are English. I, can, I was going to say, know? I can say the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're English. You're born in Aylesbury. Mm -hmm. You know, I got two boys born in Bletchley. You know, got two kids born in Enfield. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and there's one more pretender. We leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, she's watching. <laughs> Is she watching? Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's got an English passport. We let her off. Her mother registered as English. So, yeah. But, I mean, there's just so much more that needs to happen to me with British printing. I want to see when the Americans line up, when the Jamaicans line up, and the British line up, that we're right there kicking butt. You know, but it's been USA, Jamaica, USA, Jamaica, USA, Jamaica. Where's Britain? Where's Britain? Four by one. If we if we don't drop the baton four by one, okay, okay, It'd be, it would be pretty exciting to see the um, yeah, yeah. All those and so that, that kind of that kind of takes us to you saying Bolton. Unfortunately, he's not yes. running anymore, but he's got himself in a lot of hot water lately. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to put the article just now so everyone can sure. just see right um, what, what's happening. As you see right here, I'm looking at this. This is, this is from the Lad Bible. You team, yeah. Usain Bolt sacks business manager after losing 10 million pounds to a scam. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the challenge is this, this lady, um, the, well, Jean Ann Patton is the one that's really kind of come out and spoken about it. Right. Um, in that she's agreed, she's, she's admitted that she's spent millions of dollars from SL, SL, SSL, which is um, Stocks Securities Company Limited. So she's a, she's admitted that she's she on her own has nicked a couple million pounds and she did it because her father was ill and then she had to bury him. So what I don't understand is there's this American this British of Jamaica company which has now apparently been taken over by the Financial Services Commission of Jamaica temporarily, right? Uh, whereby they have, these people apparently have stolen over a couple billion dollars belonging to individuals 12.7 of it dollars or 10 billion pounds belongs yeah. to use it both wow, so wow, wow. who who takes responsibility for all this money that's been stolen it, it's it, just it, unacceptable unacceptable yeah. somebody somebody has to pay the price right right, right. it's uh, a is, lot of money is there any word on whether he's got a return on um because I think when well, I read the article, they said that it was down to around nine thousand pounds. That's all he had in the accounts, but in his account, no. Yeah, but has let it me been just rectified. Say, that for folks that, yeah, for folks that don't know, mm -hmm. uh, Usain Bolt is not a poor guy. He's worth a lot more than twelve billion. He's worth twelve million. He's worth yeah. hundreds of million. He's, he's got money. Usain has two big, massive um, apartments in, in Jamaica. He's got other businesses. He's got other investments. So. Thankfully, he's an intelligent guy. He didn't just blow all his money. Nevertheless, twelve million dollars is a lot of money. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah. So you know, SSL really are going to have to explain to the Jamaican public because the Jamaican public have actually been quite outspoken about it and they're saying, "Listen, he has to get back his money," mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I totally agree with. Uh, and, and I'm saying, you know, well, if SSL doesn't pay it back. Then the financial services and the Jamaican government are going to have to find some way of giving this guy his money back in so, some form. So these funds have not been tracked as of yet? Well, they are now tracking the funds. They're saying over the last four or five years or longer than that, they have been siphoning funds, not just from Usain's account, 
or from other people's account to the tune of three billion dollars. Wow, 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 wow. US, not Jamaican dollars. That is so a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty serious stuff. And you know, only one one past employee, I think her name is um I wrote it down, um Jean Ann Patton, has spoken out and accepted and admitted that she's stolen money. But a lot of people need to go to jail. <laughs> I, I, I can agree with you there uh, on that one. But yeah. when it comes to theft at this sort of level, when you're talking millions of pounds, there is a lot of time that has to be put in um, to uh, uh, not, not just dealing with lawyers, etc., but also FBI agents getting involved, um, people taking the time to actually look at this case and yeah. iron out the nitty gritties because we're talking about a lot of money here, 10 million pounds, and um, you can't just nail it down on one individual. You need facts, you need proof. Uh, there's a lot of work that's going to go behind this. Uh, the challenge is that the poor get incriminated very easily and very quickly. Mm. You know, but it is the, when, the, when, when the wealthy steal, it suddenly becomes a very long process. And nobody ever seems very rarely ends up going to jail. Yes, and yes. the best part about when the rich steal, that the money never gets returned. You know, no, this is I mean, we, we look at the world bounce now, and that's a whole different story. But I mean, yes. you know, it's, it's just crazy. Anyhow, moving on. We're, 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 we're going to move on. <laughs> so Otherwise, you get stuck on. with you saying, <laughs> we'll, we'll be on here all day because that, that yeah. conversation could go in so many different angles. And uh, when you right. try and figure out what's going on with different individuals, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but on the next topic we've got here, yeah. I'm just going to bring it up on the screen. Uh, sure. Want to give a. Have a little look on the Duplantis and Warholm situation. Oh well, uh, this, uh, well, I mean, there, there are lots of people out, out there. I mean, um, Elaine Thompson has come out. I think Shelley understood a little run the other day. The reason why Duplantis and Warholm are such big names, there, I mean, they're both not just world record holders, but they've both broken, they smashed the world records. You know, War, Warholm has run, um, you know, forty-five seconds for forty-meter hurdles. Duplantis has jumped. Six meters twenty in the pole board. These guys are, wow. uh, uh, yeah. And the planters have broken world record about five or six times. What you got to understand is every time these guys break world record, they get a hundred thousand US dollars, right? What that has nothing to do with their endorsements. If you notice, he's got that that blue bull stuff on there. Um, they they pay him a lot more money than that to, to wear that shirt. Yeah, his pole board. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, they they pay him big money, you know, and and. Carsten Warholm, what I like about Carsten Warholm is that we've got a guy who's ranked fourth in the world on the British Virgin Islands, who, if he was to really get a bit more, I, I got I to say, get a bit more focus. He, he has the ability, but, you know, in, in the Caribbean, many a times, especially in the smaller islands, we don't have the kind of structure that these bigger countries have. Right, right, and right, so, yeah. Although Karen McMaster is to me as talented as Warhol, he hasn't got the kind of structure and the kind of backing that Warhol has. When I listen to the kind of sessions and the kind of things that Warhol does and the kind of money that they spend on him, for him to run the kind of times that he does, it's breathtaking. Is he legit? Is, um, like, is he on supplements? Um, is it all natural? Um... I, I would like to think that most athletes are on supplements these days. Anybody that's going to be a world-class athlete really needs to be on some sort of supplements. 
Um, some more than others, you know, some are, are, are better at it than others, but right. all athletes want to get to a certain level because the body is, so much is, is demanded from the body to right. train six or seven days a week that, and if you aren't doing that, right. you won't be able to beat your competition. Wow. And so therefore, they, you know, those who aren't supplemented have to actually be eating three square meals a day. And you and I know that nobody eats three square meals a day. So well, either well, on supplements you know, go, go or you take it three square meals a day. I, I'll tell you what, Dad, going back on tell that, um, I grew up, that's how we grew up. That's normal for me. I watch people here in the UK. And I, I can see their body suffering from it. Uh, for those mm. of you who are watching and you want to know why, I'm putting on some pounds. And oh, it's so simple. I was wondering. I, they, they, they are on those three meals a day. I don't know how they're getting it done, but they have to have breakfast in the morning. They have to snack throughout the day. They have to have their lunch. And then after they have their lunch, they need to snack again. And then dinner and must dinner. be had. Yeah. So far. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's if you don't train your... Well, it's not, it's not if you don't train your body. I think if you are used to this type of eating, then it just becomes normal and your body suffers down the road. So here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? I see so many athletes that I used to train with. Right. When I see them on telly, I don't recognize them. Wow. They're three times the size they were when they were training. Their faces are big and massive. Yes. Um, they're, because they're trying to eat at 60 the same way that they were eating when they were 30 okay. or at 50, the same way they were doing at 20. And you just can't, you know, your, your body, you know, the human body was made to go out and hunt and do a lot of physical stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're just watching telly and just reading a book and just walking to the store, what have you, you can't be eating the way that you say you ate before. Otherwise the body's just going to go poof, poof, poof. So I've over the years, I've been, I've been very much, very observant about what I eat. You know, and I, 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 I created one rule many years ago, and that rule was very simple. Simplest rule you'll ever hear. If it tastes good, it usually isn't good for you. <laughs> oh, I should have yeah. dropped that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and that, that's so things like ice cream and steak and yes. everything, all the stuff that bacon, something I love really, really good. I, I'll only have bacon if I go on a special trip. Right, right, or I'm right. at a hotel mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a buffet and there's right. bacon there, English breakfast and it's free. Yes, I'm yes, in. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. You see what I'm saying? Right? I, I, I go to a, a restaurant one night with my wife or someone else and, and they say, um, and they say, Do you want steak? I'll go, Yeah, 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 I'll have a steak. Right, right, right. You right. know, the last time I was in England by you, I had a steak. I think that's the last time I had yes, steak. Yes, uh, oh, really? That was at um, Cattle Steakhouse. That was your last Yeah, time. you were like, yeah, And here's the other thing, this one will get you. Mm -hmm. Kebab. I, oh, I yeah, only have kebab when yeah, I can't play with it. I don't know how you do it. I, I, mean, and and my son's like, kid is like, oh, no, no, I don't want kebab. I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me a kebab. I had a kebab nearly every day. I haven't had kebab since. Wow. That was like three, four years ago now. It's yeah, because yeah. of COVID. We 2018. Yeah. I've had a kebab since, man. Mm -hmm. But look at me. And the thing is, for you, those of you who are watching, I'm not, we're not going to talk about ages here, but you would be quite surprised if you knew how old I was versus my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that into it, consideration. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like 10 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 11. 11. <laughs> 11. Kelvin's 21. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that was funny. I yeah. was on um, I was actually on set the other day, and um, uh, and a, a lady. She was forty two, and she was doing my hair and stuff. I can't speak of what the film is because you know they'll kill me. Um, but right, she's okay, doing yeah. my hair and everything, and she's sorted me out, drying me because I had to get wet and all this stuff. Right. And um, nice. I started. I'm just having general conversation, and she's from how I'm speaking. She's looking at me and she's going, well, how old are you? I, I just say my, my age casually. And then she goes, what? I thought you were in so your 20s. I'm 42. <laughs> so she thought, she thought she was like older than you. Huh? Yeah, she, thought she, was, she thought she was much older than me. And, um, and I, what, what I found interesting there was girls don't, and women, don't usually reveal. I'll say women, not girls. Reveal. They usually don't reveal their age. And she, after I told her my age, she was just like, I'm 42. I was like, okay, well, wow. That's, <laughs> that's nice to know. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> interested to say that. Very, very All interesting. Right. But we digress. Uh, we're we're going to go on that's to okay. the next topic on the line, okay. which is um, very exciting for me uh, because okay. uh, dad loves the track and field. I love uh, fighting. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. we, we've got um, Anthony Joshua, Anthony okay. Joshua, who is returning to fight in London against Jermaine Franklin in London. And uh, we want to get your thoughts, uh, Dad, on this fight. And how well do you think Anthony is going to do as he's coming back again, trying to get that championship title? Right. Uh, I, I've got to say, I've. I don't like using words like disappointed with Anthony Joshua. Mm. Uh, I expected more from him. Um, he seemed a lot tougher. Uh, he seemed, he's a really intelligent guy. Mm. But like Anthony would, would tell you straight up, you know, the game that he's in is not, it, it's not a boys club. It's, yeah. it's for tough men. And um, Anthony, I, I didn't think he should have lost that fight to Usyk. Uh, I think no. he, he was caught off of his guard. I don't think he had prepared properly for the fight. Mm. And I, I blame a lot of that on his trainer. Mm. Uh, a lot of people would not be happy, would not be happy with me blaming his trainer. And I, I think the best thing that they did was to change the trainer because when a boxer loses a fight of that stature against someone that they weren't supposed to lose from. Right. Because only the Ukrainians thought that they were going to win that fight. No one else in the world thought that they were yeah. going to win that fight. Not sure. Which meant, which tells me that they should not have won the fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what happens, if you remember, like Mike Tyson, once that invincibility um, facade yes. um, becomes hurt, mm -hmm. other it's boxers true. become more brave. Yes, they yes, become yes, more true. aggressive. It's true. It's true. They try things that they wouldn't normally try. Mm -hmm. You can see how people began to attack Mike. Even we go back to Muhammad Ali. Once Muhammad Ali uh, had had a bad loss, the thing about Ali, Ali came back and Ali came back. And to me, Anthony Joshua has that same level of intelligence. Because not all boxers are at the same level of intelligence. No, no. But Anthony Joshua right. is a very intelligent guy, mm -hmm. uh, and and that's why Anthony has such big followers. Because you, to me, you either love Anthony Joshua or you don't. There's no in between with Anthony. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's he, yeah. he a people person. I would say. Um, the only thing for me personally, um, when I look at Anthony Joshua's fights, I, I see 
see I see skill. He's obviously been training a long time. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like I miss that grit when you yeah. really need to dig down and go. So, deep. so that's where the American trainer comes in. If Anthony Joshua maybe had started his career in in the U.S. with some of these U.S. coaches, maybe he would have had a different style of boxing. Right, right, it, right. Your ability is your ability, but I think Anthony, his style, and some things he's a bit too too passive mm. in his approach. You know, that's like when, like when he got knocked out the first time, you know, by by, by um, the Mexican. Yes, yes, he shouldn't have lost that fight. He, he should never lost that first that, fight. The second fight. You know, uh, but the, see, you blame those sort of things on the trainers mm. because the trainer, you know, you, you kind of get up and you say, say like, some American fighters would have never done that. They're, okay, let's do, okay, this fighter can't make it. Let's just take this one and knock him out quickly and move on. No, 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 no. You don't take those kind of chances. You are the heavyweight champion in the world. You see, Anthony now will never make a mistake ever again because it's been no. nearly four years now since he's held his belts. Doesn't even remember what they look like anymore. No. So the next time he wins, and I think that he will win it again because I know he has the ability. The problem with that, you know, he's 29 now. He's not young anymore. It's been four years on. I feel... I'm only talking for me personally. He's only 29 years old, but um, I think I think he's got a lot more in the tank at 29. Um, the yeah. only difference, the only difference is, I would say, is these guys have to get because he, they are in the ring fighting for their life. They have to get very, very care, uh, careful um, with their body and how they fight. And I think. At that age, if you start to get reckless and, and make certain decisions, I'm going to dive in and not really be calculated. Like Tyson Fury, I love watching his fights. He's been knocked out by Deontay Wilder, yes, but he's usually calculated to make sure he doesn't get and, and I'm glad you mentioned I'm glad you mentioned Tyson Fury because I'm not a very big Tyson Fury fan. Mm. I've got a lot of respect for Tyson Fury. Mm -hmm. But I've always felt that Anthony Joshua could beat Tyson Fury. Okay. And I'm probably one of the few people that think that. But I've I've analyzed Muhammad Ali's fights over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, I've analyzed Mike Tyson. And I've analyzed Anthony Joshua. And I've always felt that AJ has what it takes to beat Tyson Fury. Tyson's really clever. Whenever Tyson thinks that he's under pressure, he just retires. Takes a couple of years off and he comes back again. You know, mm -hmm. And you know, he knew that mentally, you know, he had it over... Um, Deontay Wilder. Deontay he knew Wilder, mentally yes. he had one. So he was happy to fight Wilder 10 times. You know, oh, he, you know, he got Wilder 2, Wilder 3, Wilder 4. He'll fight Wilder forever. Right. But, you know, I always felt that he was trying to cleverly avoid Anthony Joshua. He kept on giving the impression that Anthony Joshua was trying to avoid him. But I, mm -hmm. I am 100% convinced it's the other way around. The right? The Fury was avoiding Joshua, because Fury knew the one person that could hit him and he went down and he wouldn't get back up was Joshua, because Joshua could box. Right? Deontay Wilder was a slugger. He get even one punch. But Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua hit. And when Anthony Joshua hit you, you're going to stay down because he wasn't going to hit you one punch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony Joshua can throw combinations. You see him uh, when he changed, when he fought Ruiz the second time. He changed his style and he boxed Ruiz. Didn't try to slug him and, and knock him out. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So Anthony has the brains to be a great boxer. 
But Anthony's biggest problem now is the age. Age is now going against him. He's 29, right? He's not peaking now. At 29 in boxing, you don't peak, mate. At 29, you maintain and you stay in there. By 35, you're starting to get a bit of a stomach and you well, can't uh, keep uh, it down unless, unless you're Floyd Mayweather. Let's just pointing that out. Yeah, but Floyd, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is a, is a, is a middleweight. That's mm. different. These okay. guys can keep their weight down. They're smaller guys. Anthony Joshua is six foot six, mate. It's right. a bigger guy. Right, it's a right, big yeah. difference. Heavyweights struggle to keep their weight down. Right, right, right. right. I mean, look at this. Fury is 6'10", something like that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, These guys on. can't keep their yeah, weight down for very long. It's a big heavyweight. We talk about weight and heavyweights. It's, it's, it's very different. Mike Tyson was only, what, 6'1", you know, he's a little guy. Mike Tyson is 6'1"? Yeah, he's a little fella. He's taller than me? He looks short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a little fella. Wow. Growing up, I did not watch any of these fights. Um, no fights. I watched, the, I, I watched them all. I watched them all. But in 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 my older age, um, I went on YouTube, saw a compilation of Tyson's fight. Should we let him? Oh no, I haven't watched any of his. Um, yeah. well, I've seen a couple no. fights with him, mm-hmm. but I have to say, after watching those compilations uh, with Mike Tyson. That is the most skillful fighter I have come across. And this is that's just me personally that I've seen. Those are true skills. He, you can really see what he drilled. He brought yeah. to the ring. Uh, that's he was. He, <laughs> that guy was I aggressive. Guess it, yeah, I guess you got to use the word skill. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, he's more aggression. Mike was strong. He was aggressive. I don't know if I'd use skill. You know, there's some skillful fighters that are. Really, I don't like, see anyone uh, using that. Sugar Ray Leonard is skillful. Mm. Mike Tyson is an animal. Mike Mike's goal is not skillful. Mike's goal is to knock you out. Mm, mm. Right, and you could, I guess they, that does require a skill. Okay. But yes. 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 It's not. It's not very skillful, mm. so to speak. In that, it's he's just ruthless. Yeah. Mike <laughs> <laughs> Tyson is just ruthless. Uh, talented, absolutely. Mm. You know, ruthless. Mike wasn't interested in tapping you and jabbing in your face for a couple of rounds. And then, no, Mike was interested. Mike wanted you mm. out. He wanted you home as quickly as possible. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's it, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you have to stay huh? on your toes. Absolutely. Since we're on uh, the boxing topic, um, uh, mm-hmm. we have next in line here, guys. Uh, we were talking about um, the Furies, but just so you know, there is another fight coming up, and we really want to get my dad, aka Paul Nabal's views on this upcoming fight. Jake Paul, a YouTuber yeah. versus Tommy Fury. There's a bit of an age gap between the two. Jake Paul is 26 years old, and um, Fury, no, sorry, sorry, Tommy Fury is 23 years old. I've done a little uh, bit of research on it's not, it's, not, it's not a fight that really catches my eye as, as a mega fight. I think Tommy Fury is going to finish the fight really easy. I think they're trying to, I think they're promoting, they're trying to, is it Tommy Hearns who's promoting this? Uh, Eddie Hearns, well, you mean? Eddie Hearns, sorry. Um, I, 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 I think... I, I just think Eddie Hearns is just I think it's or whoever. They're just trying to make a meal out of it. It's it's Fury's got this one comfortably. It's, it, 
it's not a big fight. It's it's it's, it's not a big fight. But honestly. what's 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 your knowledge on Tommy Fury? Because when initially when he decided to fight Jake Paul, I said, okay, he's got a real boxer. This is going to yeah. be a bit problematic. I looked into Tommy Fury. I've seen some of his knockouts. <clears throat> he definitely has skills, and he's part of the Fury family. My only issue um, with Tommy Fury at the moment. Um, okay, he has years of experience over Jake Paul, but Jake Paul has been grinding mm -hmm. and doing his thing. Right. I had no idea that he, because um, he's a bit of a pretty boy, he was on Love Island. He's a part of these reality TV shows, and I just wonder how serious, he's got the Fury name, but how yeah. serious is he about boxing? I don't know. I just, I just think that that Tommy Fury um, will win it. I, will win it easily. I, you know, I, I, I don't honestly. I think this is more commercial fight mm. than anything else. Uh, you know, Jake Paul. I don't really see it as being um, something that 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 a lot of people are really gonna really get big into. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the promoters are just trying to. Get people interested in it and to generate it, it's income. bringing lots of eyes at the moment yeah yeah but that, that's that's the that's the goal that's the goal and that's that's the reason why they're using youtube and all the other media aspects to try and make it as big as they can it's right, like right. It's, it's it's like nico you know going to run for um for congress in 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 the uk yes you know trying try to be a member of parliament he was a youtuber you know nico goes and you know nico came fifth but he beat some of the biggest guys, but and Nico had to spend a lot of money. He, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he spent half a million pounds to, to do that campaign. It would not surprise me. Wow, 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 wow. No, um, it's so not, far, it's not cheap. have you seen um, Jake Paul's fights? Any of them? Um, and if you have, what's your take on Jake Paul so far from what you've seen? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Nothing, no disrespect. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that he's not going to be a great because that's not my call. Right. Uh, certain certain athletes catch my eye. Hmm. Jake Paul wasn't one of them. Right, you know, right, right. AJ caught my eye. Right, Mike Tyson right, right. caught my eye. You know, hmm. uh, and, and 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 the other Fury caught my eye. <laughs> you know, Tyson Fury caught my eye. You know, um, uh, Hearns, Hagler. Hmm. You know, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard. These are the kind of guys that catch my eye. Muhammad Ali. Nice, nice. So, yeah, he's, he's <coughs> um, my sorry. Jake Paul hasn't no. caught my eye yet. No, no. And, and so I think God, he'll sorry. pull up I think he'll pull a bit of a crowd. Yes, definitely. Not a doubt. hundred percent. But I don't think he'll have a hundred thousand people in the arena, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well speaking I of wouldn't go to Wembley with that fight. That's my recommendation. Okay. Um, so uh, you heard it from Paul Neville, um, the Jake Paul fight versus Tommy Fury. It's just a gag. <laughs> uh, I never said it was a gag. I mean, these guys are serious fellas, you know, it's not a gag. Hmm. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't be that disrespectful. Okay. I'm just, okay. I'm just being a little unfair to, to them because I'm comparing them to the greatest. Okay. And I tend not to spend my time mm -hmm. following really good fighters. I, I, I follow the great guys right 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 so yeah. they, they have a little bit more work to do and more to prove well, I, I can agree well i train that. i train with daily thompson and i i, I kind yeah. of got the daily attitude right 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 no I, I agree with that what would daily say you know ask yourself mm -hmm. that right 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 
So speaking about catching your eye, there's um, the next topic that we're going to move on to. This is someone sure. who I think has caught your eye. And yeah. that is Miss Julian Alfred, who's recently just clocked um, seven point. Well, it's meant to be seven seconds, but some, some are saying 7.02, 7.04. Well, she's won, she's won more than one race, Kate. She ran 7.2 first. Right. And then she came back and she ran 7.0. Wow. But Julian Alfred is St. Lucian. She came second at the Commonwealth Games last year behind Elaine Thompson Europe. Mm -hmm. um, she actually was favorite to make it to the finals at the World Championships last year in the United States. Wow. Uh, had a jump, had a false start, and, and, and got eliminated at the World Champs. And solutions I've been talking about it for quite a few years now because she was also, she's also a junior champion as well. You know, when she was the junior, she used to wear glasses, actually. She doesn't wear them anymore. I guess she wears contacts now. Wow. Um, but extremely talented young lady. She um, It's the second solution to have done that well. The last one was a high jumper. So they, and, and now she's come up, you know. So it's the second solution to have reached this level you know, wow. of competition. It just shows you how hard it is to get to the world level. Eh? You know? But it's surprising that um, athletes from the Caribbean are actually competing at a high level um, with us out here in the bigger countries, England, Britain, America. Well, not with sprinting. I mean, you know, um, Zainal Hughes runs for England. Mm. But hello, what's the point? Jamaica has all the top sprinters. Most sprinters in the world now, including Americans, right. go to Jamaica to train. Really? What sort of hello? facilities do they have down there? Hot sun, mate. Hot sun. <laughs> is that the is that is that the technical skill? That is the most important. But outside of the hot sun, just mm. understand that Jamaicans have every single facility that a sprinter needs. And when those guys go down there, they walk with all their stuff anyway, right? But what mm. the Caribbean has is hot sun. You need heat to practice sprinting. You can't be sprinting in the cold. You pull muscles. Okay, I got no? you. Yes, yes. No? I mean the only Europeans that were really good at sprinting were the, the Germans. Mm. And of course it was it was revealed later on that you know that um, the Germans, <coughs> Rita Koch, Marlies Gore, they were all apparently on something. Mm, mm, mm. You know? I uh, you know and then I mean I mean even look at Jamil Krutashvilova Paul were record for the four and the eight hundred meters still holds it today. Wow, how still long ago that? from the, that's from the 1970s. 90s, Katrina oh, still holds 800 meter world record. They, <clears throat> right? Um, I think I think it's Marley's goal who holds the 400 meter record, the 47 feet or that holds the 400 meter rec record. Wow. Right? Or the, I think Marley's goal, Marie de Kock. I get that mixed up. But you're talking about the Germans, the Europeans were on it in those days. They were the best of the best. When we talk about track and field in the 70s, you know, you're talking in 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 you know. Actually, you look, you go back to the 70s, the 100 meters, um, you, you talk about Hazley Crawford mm. from Trinidad, gold medalist. Wow, right? wow, wow. Yeah, so, for, so that's Trinidad now, you know? Yes, and so, the, yeah, so, so the Caribbean's always done well in sprints. Yeah, and so Julian, uh, Julian Allen, mm -hmm. um, is a product alfred sorry i was calling alan so alfred is a product of that very talented young lady 
And I, I, my prediction is look out for her this year. Look out for Julian Alfred this year. She ran 1081 last year. Right. 1081 last 1081. year. 1081. Yes, she ran last year. That's, that's and she will run faster this year. Now, considering, considering that Shelly has run 1060 and Elaine Thompson has run 1050, that speaks of a different, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Level. But I think that I really feel that Julian Alfred will run 10.7 this year. Based on, on the 7.0 that she's running, I would like to see her get under seven seconds before the season starts. And she, that means she would she actually break the collegiate record again. But she's broken it two years on the trot. And, but I reckon that she is running fast enough this year to run sub seven in the, um, in the 60 meters. And if she does that, that will give her uh, uh, a, a 1071, 1069 in the 100 meters. Wow, wow, wow. That is pretty fast. One, one mm. thing I think um, our viewers would be interested in, um, I'm certainly interested in is because um, mm. I know what your schedule is like. You're very, very busy. How have you managed mm. to maintain, um, well, not even maintain, maintain information, but also keep up to date with um sports on such a wide variety we've gone from track and field to boxing uh, and i know there's much more that we can speak about but we're keeping it limited because we have a 45 to 50 minute um limit here but um how do you manage to keep up to date with everything else that you got going on in in, in, in your life now you need to ask my wife that question first of all for the women that are listening you mm -hmm. need to oh let me let me let me, let me talk as a man then marry a, a wife that doesn't bug you when you're watching sports on telly or, mm. or if you're online reviewing what's going on so because it's because it's it's more than a hobby mm. for people like myself as soon as you hear sports you click in like for instance i i was right there when lebron james um broke um kareem abdul jabbar's record last night you know mm. so crypto now now the top scorer in basketball in the world is now you know, uh, LeBron James. And for those people who go, oh, LeBron James isn't all that, I'm saying to you, LeBron James is all that. Okay, he's not the GOAT, mm -hmm. but the GOAT, right, did not achieve Michael Jordan mm -hmm. what LeBron has achieved. Okay, LeBron doesn't have six titles. LeBron has four titles. Mm -hmm. But he still has a couple more. He may, he's been 20 years in the league, right? Michael Jordan never spent that many years in the league. Wow. After 16 years, that was the year he retired. Michael Jordan won six championships. After those six championships, he left. But Michael Jordan had lots of issues with the Chicago Bulls. Here's the argument that's going to come about. Michael Jordan never left Chicago Bulls until the last year or two, right? Whereas, you know, LeBron James, this is like his fourth team. Wow. Right? Yeah, from the Lakers, you know. But every single team he's been at, he's won a championship. Won a championship with Cleveland. Won a championship with the, with the Miami Heat. Won a championship with, with the Los Angeles Lakers, right? And so that's that. In, in, of course, the extra one with the Heat. He won two with the Heat, right? right? But then he went back to Cleveland after winning two championships with the Heat. Won another championship. Went to the Lakers and won a championship. Right? Uh, again, LeBron is the kind of guy you either love him or you don't. Right. Very right, intelligent right. guy. Intelligent people like AJ. And LeBron James, you either like or you don't like. Right, 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 right. You know? They're easy to criticize because they're deep thinkers. Mm, mm. And they do things very strategically. 
They don't just do it because they're good at it. Like LeBron James moved back to LA, LA not to play basketball. LeBron James moved back to LA because that's where he could make the most money. He's now the second, only the second billionaire in the NBA after Michael Jordan. Wow. So who is the goat? Who is the goat? Both of them are the goats. Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. of them have a billion dollars in the bank. You see what I'm saying? There's something uh, to get that sort of goat status in whatever it is, sport or whatever it is that you do. Uh, that I think there has to be that one magical moment where you do something that really sticks with people, and then they mm. go, "Yeah, that there, there's no one better." And then you kind of forget that there are other individuals around who are striving and and doing just as well, just as you said. But mm. there's, but, I think there's that one moment someone's done something that yeah. just send, send but, everyone crazy. But, but in saying that, Shaquille O'Neal can fit right in that that little group there. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal has made a lot of money, oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very clever guy, very intelligent fella, you know, and he was not as successful as MJ or LeBron, That's true. but he's maximized what he, what he has, mm-hmm. his height at seven foot one or what have you, right? And you know, all these guys have in common, none of their children were able to achieve the goal that they achieved, but I predict that not Bronny, LeBron's the eldest son, but Bright, the younger son, LeBron's younger son, who is now 14 years old and six foot six. Bronny's only six three. I I predict he will make the NBA. I don't think Bronny will ever make the NBA. Like Shaq's son, up right. to now, cannot make the NBA. He's he actually been trying out with the Lakers. He plays with the Lakers B team, can't get on the A team. But I predict that Bright, which is LeBron's younger son, Will make the Fourteen years old, six from six. That's what I got out of all of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, he hasn't wow. stopped growing, by the way. Got a lot more to go. A lot more to go. Wow, it's uh something that that's something special. I want to say thank you to you guys who have been tuning in and liking on Facebook. I can see the likes. I see the hearts. I see the likes. Thank you very much. And I see your comments. We're gonna get to those uh, a little bit um, later on. Uh, but we're, we're down to the last topic of the evening, which okay. is, I think, one of my dad's favorites. It is cricket, ladies and gentlemen. Cricket. <laughs> cricket. You either like cricket or you don't, mate, unfortunately. <laughs> you're either a cricket lover or you're a cricket hater. One of the two. But I just want to big up the West Indies. Now, let, let, me, let, let, me, let me just say this first of all, right? Mm-hmm. That the West Indies is the one team in the world that drives me up the war mm. you know when the west indies play england i'm like a typical indian i'll tell you what i'm talking about when india comes to the west indies all guyanese and all trinidadians back india it drives me mad <laughs> i'm thinking you're born in the west indies live there all your life why in heaven's name are you back in india you're west indian <laughs> right i don't I get it mate you know i think you someone agrees with you we just gotta like <laughs> Yeah, it drives it drives me potty. You know why aren't you backing us? You know, but it is just as bad for me being English and back in the West Indies. It, is, it, 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 it really is. It really is. Honestly, honestly, honestly. But England is to blame because England have so many West Indian players on their team. You know, England is to blame. So you know, um, but in recent years. I have stopped back in. I've stopped back in the West Indies. Okay. I've had it with them. 
West Indies have just been going backwards, 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 backwards. And let me tell you, I'm going to say this out now. I've been on the West Indies board. I was the president of the association here locally, mm -hmm. right? I've been on the Leeward Islands board. And the problem, people, it's not the players or you have got discipline and all this kind of, it's not that. The problem is the board itself. The board. Right. The problem is West Indies board. All these big men trying to get on the board and want to, they all want the US dollar. And they make big money being on the West Indies board. They travel first class, they rent cars, they get free tickets to go to all the games all over the world. Right. And they don't study the players. I see. So the players are saying, I want to make money. They go to the IPL. Now they're trying to squeeze the players for going to the IPL and we're going to the Pakistan League and the Bangladesh League. And now they have one Arab, um, Arawaks, the, the Arab in, 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 in the Middle East. They have right. one there now as well, a 10 over um, series that they have there. These young West Indians, they, they, they see the amount of money these guys are playing. They want to they go, right? But. Okay. When they play for the West Indies, they don't even get paid. When the West Indies whitewashed to England, the great whitewash in the 1980s with Greenwich and Haynes and, and Michael Holden and Joel Garner, and the name goes on, Sir Viv Richards, call the names, Richie Richards. Oh, when we whitewashed to England, yes. right? When we whitewashed to England, my friend, those guys got $100 each. $100. Ian Botham. That's what they earned. Ian Botham bought a plane the same year. Our fellas couldn't even afford to buy a hamburger. So that, that sounds like a big issue um, in cricket at the moment. Uh, it still what, is like that today. It hasn't changed. Like West Indies board has not changed. So why aren't the players getting... You don't um, need to be my friends. I'm okay. I'm English. Yeah, but why aren't the players getting the money that they deserve? Is this only in the Because West the board Indies? spends the money indiscriminately. Or, or what They're is very it like, mature. What is it West like Indian. for? Um, does the board control the funds for? Uh, of course, the board controls everything. I mean, all the money goes through the funds. You, 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 the, but for the, the different the countries, board, I mean, it's the West Indies board, not the West Indies cricket team. West Indies cricket team is so, governed by the West Indies board. So this is mostly in um, the the West Indies. Indies board we're talking about, not Zimbabwe or England or anyone else. Well, I'm going to come to that. I'm just going to say that. Shivnarayan Chandrapal mm -hmm. you know, has a son named Tanjarayan Chandrapal. He just made 207 a couple of days ago against Zimbabwe, and I'm right. really proud of him. Mm -hmm. um, it was, we played a, it, it was a four-day match. The West Indies are now in Zimbabwe preparing for a test series. And, um, you know, one of the things that we, we should, West Indies should always do well, we've always done well at, is test cricket. But even that's gone. You know, and all of a sudden now, West Indies is known for doing well at T20 and one-day cricket. Absolute rubbish, right? As Mikey Holden says, the, the, the heart and the soul of cricket is in a test match. That's mm -hmm. where you learn to play cricket, right? Mm -hmm. Tanjarain Chantapur made 207 not out. When Brian Lara broke a record and I was there live, I watched the game. Mm. Brian Lara bat for three days. Same England, he put the blows on the tail. Wow. See, that's for them West Indian. When we're winning, I'm West Indian. Mm. When we're losing, I'm English. <laughs> there we go. There we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Lara bat for three days. Mm. Three days. Did it twice. Same and, grounds. And, ARG, Antigua Recreation Ground. And you were there live. I was there live. 
I saw the wedding shot. I don't have a cup of tea, by the way, but I'll, okay. I'll, I was going to ask you, what, what's your preference when it comes to watching cricket? Because I have mine. Yeah. Do you prefer to watch it on television or see it live? Which one's better for you? Well, that's a no-brainer for me because I prefer test cricket over T20 or one-day cricket, unlike most other people because they don't really understand the cricket. They just want to see a baseball-like game that starts quick and finishes quick. Who's going to win? I go to a test match. The day before, I go to the nets. I watch the players play. I get to the grounds before the, the coach reaches with the players, mm -hmm. right? And I watch the players walk off the bus. And from that point, I can tell you who's going to score runs based on their behavior and, and, and their demeanor, right? When West Hall managed the West Indies in the 1980s and they went to England, right? Um, no, well, okay. Let me not start calling their names. Certain big stars on the team rented cars mm -hmm. and were driving from one ground to the next. The whole England team went onto one bus, all uniformed, Mm -hmm. drove to the ground, came off the bus and went in to the stadium. West Hall called these individual players in and said to them, I got this first hand, by the way, this is not second hand, and okay. said to them, return your rental cars, put on your uniform and the next game and make sure you're on the bus with all the other players. Otherwise, go home. Two days later, a player who was supposed to play said he was sick. I'm not going to call his name because I know him personally. Said he was sick. When West Hall looked across to the playing grounds, the player was over there playing soccer with some children. When the game was over, West Hall called him. And the following day, after watching the person on television the day before coming out the bus, I saw the fellow stand up at a gas station. And I said... Why is he at the gas station? He's supposed to be in England. So I made a call. And that's when he was explained to me. And he was sent home. Didn't want to play because he was sulking. He didn't get picked for the first test. So he didn't want to play in the, in the pickup game. Say so that playing his foot pain in him. Right? And then the same afternoon, he was on the, on, on the playing fields playing soccer with a bunch of kids. Send him home. That's what needs wow. to happen now. Miss Baby sent him home. But well, a lot of these people that they have traveling with them that call themselves officials and this and all that. And the other problem that we have in West Indies cricket, and I'll end with this, right. is the problem of when Antigua was doing well, Antigua wants to have eight players on the side. When Barbados is doing well, Barbados wants to have eight players on the side. Right? When Guyana is doing well, Guyana wants to have eight players on the side. Hmm. Can't work like that. Right, 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 You've right. got to get the best players. That is the reason why, right? West Indies did so well in the 1980s. Because their then captain, Clive Lloyd, went from country to country, every single Caribbean island, and found players who all became great players. Wow. Including, including um Michael Holden, by the way. Like a holding was still a young fella, saw him playing and pulled them onto the West Indies team, and they became great players. Wow. It was in Australia in the Kerry Packer series that the West Indies were playing badly in the Kerry Packer series. And Kerry Packer walked into the room and said to them, You'll have one more game to play. Mm -hmm. And if you lose, you're going home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Wow. And they went on to, not only did they win that game, but they went on to win the Kerry Packer series. Not that I so much agreed with what Kerry Packer was doing, but the right. point is that that's sometimes why you have to treat West Indians. Put pressure on them. Right. But they have more discipline. That's how you create diamonds. That's how you create diamonds. I, right. I have uh, one more question, and this one sure. is um, quite generic, right across the board. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. sport it is. I mean, we're talking about sure. cricket, box, and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, but there seems to be quite a difference between um, the 80s um, to the way things are done now in terms of the athletes um, not breaking mm -hmm. records as much as they're not, they're not doing as well as um, how sports, uh, how, how the sportsmanships was in the past, how, how good they were. We don't seem to be on, uh, on that level or even better. There's been some improvement right. in some areas, uh, but what do you think t today? Um, in this day and age right now wh what is it that um the young ones coming up who are want to take part in whatever the sport is um what do you think they need um, so i already have the answer okay. so so i'm gonna give you a strange answer but then you're gonna get it in a little way when i was a young boy going to school mm -hmm. i had a pen pal in south africa right so when you had a pen pal you wrote them a letter on a, on a sheet of paper you folded it up, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and you posted it. Right. It takes three months to get to South Africa, and then three months before she replies, you get the reply. When you open it, it's like you just saw Jesus. You're so excited. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I say that to say, if your child has a pen pal in South Africa now, and she doesn't get a response in two or three minutes, she wants to know the person doesn't want to talk to her anymore. This is a challenge with modern day athletes compared to our day. We had very few distractions. Mm -hmm. So if we love track and field, we had nothing else to do but track and field. Right, right. I didn't come home and go online. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a cell phone to go and make a call. There was, you knew everybody in the village who had a phone. Everybody who had a phone you knew. And you also knew who all had a car. Mm -hmm. So when you had goals and dreams, they were very specific. I wanted to do track and field. I had a very good friend, by the name of Eustace Oscar, who is now lives in England. And I, I Eustace and I would sit down, look up in the sky and talk about track and field. And then we go out the next day with Calvin Greenaway from Antigua. Mm. And I was there because I went to school for a while. I mean, we, we, we trained. I went to school in the Caribbean. My father sent me to school in Antigua. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Today, mm -hmm. the youngsters have so many distractions they can't quite decide what they want if they ever if i had a question in the old days i had to go to the library and check in the encyclopedia if you have a question you have a question these days they go online and check on uh, mm -hmm. and check on the internet mm -hmm. and whether and and, and whether it is given the right answer or not if they can give you 20 different answers and they also like gospel truth it's true it's true so it's a whole different mentality and mm -hmm. and it is a lot harder for a younger person these days to focus on what they want because there's so many more options and so many more things happening around there. The, the world is so much busier mm -hmm. than it was 30 or 40 years ago. Wow. Right? And it's going to get even busier because the next big thing after the internet is about to, to, to come about. I have you know? seen... Um, I, I mean, when you exactly. were a young boy, you ha mm -hmm. I put all of you, I gave all you all email addresses and I put all you on the internet in 1995, right? Yes. But let me ask you a question. Tell me what kind of TikTok things you did. What you did on TikTok when you were at school? 
Why did on Instagram when you were at school? No, no, no. None of that. <laughs> you just sent emails and you could go online. But the other people in your class couldn't do it. They used to come to you all and ask you all to do things for them. But they've never been online. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you guys are special because you could come home and each of you had your own computer. Log on and go online. It was a big thing in your room. It wasn't a little thing. It was a big, massive thing that we built up. Yeah, you know, you know, saying saying that, uh, yes, quite privileged in that sense. Uh, there were people in the UK because when I when I converse with people here, they even had more. Mm. Here, there you go. And 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 I I can see how it has affected some of them, because they they had more distractions, one hundred percent, email, internet, searching, logins, whatever came with that. That they, they were doing so much more. And um, one thing that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to me, when they speak about people, individuals, uh, something that happened in the past, who's famous, and I go, who is that? Sorry, what are you talking about? Oh, no, I don't know. They go, well, how do you not know? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, because, well, we, we, we didn't grow up with the television and being surrounded around what's happening outside of the world. I mean, I, right. I, I personally clocked on to martial arts and then that was it. And if you're asking me, well, who's your martial art inspiration? And to this day, I would say, I'd say, well, um, it, it, there wasn't really anyone. If I had to pick someone, Bruce Lee. it would be Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. It would be Bruce Lee. Um, but other than that, Which is my dad, my brother, my brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he um, loved Bruce Lee. I was like, if I had to pick someone, it, 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 it would be Bruce Lee. But then I never... I, I never gravitated to Bruce Lee in such a way where I thought, oh, he's the goat, he's this and that. It was all about me and what I can improve uh, right. with my own skill and how I can surpass what I've seen so far. So, so in, my, in, in my case, I wanted to do well in track and field. I trained for many years. Then my parents sent me to England. It wasn't my choice. Mm -hmm. they, sent, they, sent, they told me they sent me back home so that I couldn't marry my wife. <laughs> and so I, I sent for her. That's what happened. Right. Uh, that, that, that's another. Uh, let's leave that one. Another strike for another right? day. <laughs> yes. No, we didn't tell him what I want to tell. We leave it yeah. alone. I invited right? Grandma to watch the streams. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, Grandma. Yes, my mother said, she, and she laughed and said, Well, you won't be seeing her again when I leave at the airport. <laughs> big, big laughing. We say, Ah, I was here. <laughs> well, I got three jobs and I said, uh, Right. And then came to England. Within a year or so, I was training. Uh, I was training with Daly, and when I first went to train, Daly asked me if I wanted to train with him. I didn't know who he was. I said, well, I've come to the decathlon, but I don't know um, much about it. And he said, well, come and train with me, man. I'm a decathlete. I, do this. I said, okay. Somebody to me, came to me the following day and said, hey, I see you training with Daly Thompson. I said, who? He said, the guy you're training with. I said, what is his name? Was? He said, Daly Thompson. I said, okay. Who is Daly Thompson? So I went to train with this guy, I didn't know who he was. Mm. Didn't know if there was any world record or anything like that. I just wanted to find somebody who was doing my event that I could work out with. Only found out was that this guy had a, a selected group of people that he trained with for many years. And the wow. reason why he took me on was because Pani Zenyu was retiring and he wanted somebody to fill Pani's spot. And I was the one that filled the spot. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it was myself, Greg, and Pani was leaving, so Pani left. Right, and then Brian Richards came and joined us later on, and then after that, um, was Justin Whitfield. 
came and joined us. And that was it. Nobody else, nobody else was allowed to join us. We went yeah. from Battersea to West London to Crystal Palace. That was, a, that was our main route that we did and no one else could come in. And you didn't, you didn't go out. It was like once you, it's like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in, you know. And and, and you knew what time to come to training. Nobody arrived to training late. It just wasn't done. And we never discussed with anybody what what sessions we did. I'm coaching a young man now. I use the same sessions, but I don't tell anybody what we do. I do the right. same thing that they did with us, mm -hmm. right? And it wasn't all Frank Dix Frank Dick's sessions. But I I love Frank. Frank is a great guy, so I won't put him. I won't go down that road. <laughs> I don't know if, if anyway, that, I don't know much about Frank anymore. I don't know where he is or what. Don't give them, um, don't, don't give them everything. You, we have, we have yeah, lots yeah, yeah, of yeah. time. We know we're plugging in here there every Thursday, guys. Uh, 6 there you go. I've been trying to find Greg Richards, though. I haven't, because uh, once I can find Greg, I can find Daly. And uh, Greg, Greg and I are very close, got along very well. Yes, yes. And I see Daly has a few kids that are competing now as well, which is nice. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you guys, um, uh, since the separation and everyone's um, sort of gone their own path, you guys don't speak as much anymore? or Everyone's busy, everyone's got now with life. It's just life, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I really wanted to find daily, I could, you know, modern modern day internet, I can right. find him in yeah. a day or two. Mm -hmm. And I'm right. sure daily respond. I mean, we never left on, on a bad note. I just wanted to go back to the Caribbean and daily didn't think it was a good idea. He thought I should have stayed. Right. But I've, I haven't really gone out of my way. I know I know the kind of person Daly is. He's he's quick. He's fast moving. Doesn't like to waste time. So you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you know, you know. And so if if I see him, I see him. If I don't, I don't. But you know, if we saw each other tomorrow, it'd be a great reunion. We spent a lot of time together. You know? Right, 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 right. You know, uh, well, maybe that's something uh, I can work on. Uh, that's that's a nice find daily. Sure, you can do it well, if you want. Well, well, not just daily. It's trying to trying to get all your partners, and I can be a moderator where I just uh, <laughs> organize the, the the stream, and you guys can have a a, a one on one. You know, well, catching up on the good probably get a lot of views. People love to hear daily. I'd love to have <laughs> Greg there. So look for Greg Richards and for Daily Thompson. You'll find them. Greg Richards and Daley Thompson. Yeah, I'll, I'll put them in my back pocket. And see. Both the athletes. Mm -hmm. It'd be so, an interesting uh, conversation, uh, definitely for yeah. sure. Well, <clears throat> on that note, I'm just going to have a look at these comments. Um, it's mostly from Helena and uh, my beautiful mom. Uh, oh, she says, um, uh, "Agree, Joshua is a gentleman." That's when we were talking about boxing. But oh, Anthony Joshua, yeah, he okay, needs to yeah. become an animal. <laughs> so my mom was like, "We well, uh, think he needs an to become an animal." He understands. Yeah. Uh, she also says, um, I think this is referring um, to your cricket. Watch the um, game. Days. Oh, she thought, no, 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 that's cricket. She thought, when I went to watch the, um, the, the Brian Lara match, it mm. was, um, I was teaching at high school in Antigua. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I, I, well, I guess you can say it's not what I walk out through the front gate, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I took 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 all of my students with me really? to go and watch the game. Yeah, yeah I, did, got, I did. Nearly got fired. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is that none of the other classes did that. So when the principal went across to my classroom, right, it was empty. And incidentally, Andy Roberts's son was in my class. I taught him, oh. and he disliked cricket at the time. Now he loves it. Oh wow! And I also taught Viv Richards' son. Really. Good. Yeah, I did. 
like God, both Andy Roberts and Jim Richardson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you were known uh, at uh, St. Joseph Academy High School for doing the matches, is that right? I did. I was, in fact, we were unbeatable. While, while I taught the St. Joseph Academy team how to figure match, yeah. um, we were never beaten once. But I was a, I was a drill master. I didn't mess around. Anybody, at least I would give detention, uh, all sort of stuff. If, if I saw you mess around in the line when we were doing figure marching, everybody had to be spot on. I, if I saw you doing left, right, push-ups, coffee up, all kind of things, Western oh, Indian wow. all kind of madness. Yeah. But I was very strict. But when we went out on the day, St. Joe's Academy were unbeaten and unbeatable. Today, it's not the same, all kind of different schools coming different, up and yeah. nonsense yeah. beating us. But um, trust me, if I was there, no one, Antigua Grammar School, no one would beat us. I think Grammar School is the top school now. Why is marching down the streets uh, such a big thing in Antigua? Because I don't see that adopted here in the... I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Um, no, I, it was I, part I thought of, it was normal. No, it's part of independence celebrations in Antigua. Once, when, after Antigua became independent from Britain, um, they had their own independent celebrations, and part of the independent celebrations is marching, the police march, and so the, 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 the scouts march, the defense force march, the cadets march, and all the schools march behind them. So we decided, we started it in George's Academy, okay. that we were going to teach them how to figure march. And when we did it, all the other schools were so impressed, right? So when we came back the next year, we did it again. Another school copied, and then all of a sudden another school copied, and then another school copied, and all of a sudden all the schools were doing. Then it became a big competition. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> and they still couldn't beat us. Bring it on, SJA Saint Jonas Academy, that's oh, Antigua. For those, yeah, we've I been would... jumping all over the different parts of the world. Sorry about that. We're talking about Antigua. Yes, so we're talking about Antigua. I'd love to go back there uh, just to see one of the matches, actually, to see what it's like. Um, regardless yeah. of whether it's up to standards. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty sad, though, because the Antigua Recreation Ground, which is where Brian and Lara booked our record, it has not been used for a while now. It's really down, and I think the present government is thinking about fixing it up and getting it back up to scratch. What they did was they, they built a new ground, the Vivrishan Stadium. But the Vivrishan Stadium, unfortunately, never acquired the same ambience that the Antigua Recreation, Recreation Grounds did. And up to today, it never it never has right, right you know yeah. um even the acoustics don't work properly at the antigua at the at the vivish stadium and they haven't fixed it you know so they you know what they were meant to do was to break the wall at the back where the prison was and extend the grounds but instead progress taught to them that they move the grounds to a different venue right. and in doing so the new venue in no way compares to the old venue as far as ambience is concerned. Certainly the facilities are all better and everything, but if the facilities are all better, but you can't attract the number of people they used to attract in the old venue, what's the point? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Something's definitely been missed there. <laughs> missed the boat somewhere. <laughs> Well, on that note, guys, um, I want to thank everyone who's logged in today. Again, you're speaking here today with Paul Nabal, who is my dad, um, well known in the BVN of British Virgin Islands. Um, guys, um, for those of you who have been streaming in, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, don't forget to give this video a like. You can review it again. It will be on Facebook, um, uh, Paul Nabal Facebook. 
and pollen ball has a youtube as well please go over to that youtube channel and subscribe um, I will be editing this video so you can see a quite edited version, um, segments um, for everything that we've spoken about. So you can see all of that very clearly on the, um, uh, the YouTube channel. Do go over there and subscribe. Keep up to date with what we're going to be talking about every single week. Uh, I think it is 7.30, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got one quick question before you go. Yes. I did my daughter not ask any questions? Any oh, she yeah, she did. Uh, let's have a look. Let's yeah, look up. Come on, man. Well, no, I, knowing that Helena, so unlike her. This is what we got. We got more smiley faces. Uh, she said, this is looking good. Um, she also said, apparently, uh, not to show what uh, the... She's very British now. Don't bite your tongue, apparently, mate. She might be a bit a bit tired. Um, okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. All right, all right. Fair enough. Falling asleep. She's a bit tired, mate. Yeah, but right. if, it, it's if, late, there, isn't it? It is late. It's after... Um, yeah. So you may want to start a bit earlier next time. But, uh, oh, no, I like I like the time as long as... Uh, but all right, we can, all right, we fair can enough. Do, we can I'm good, do I'm good. 7 o'clock. I'm good. It's just 8 o'clock here, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Fridays is usually not bad for me, so I can definitely do okay. the later time. Okay. But I want to say right. um, congratulations to Helena um, because she finally got cleared uh, with uh, B, uh, British Airways. Uh, so that's quite amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good sports move. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to BA. Get me some free flights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, so guys... Um, uh, subscribe to the channel keep up with us so you can get new content every single week um i'm also going to be working on getting this on podcast as well um i have some people that i can speak with uh next week uh, not next week sorry tomorrow who can give me more information how to get that done um so i think it'll be uh, a really pleasure for people who are driving etc to have a listen to hear our chats hear our talks and you know uh and and spread the word you know because um, um, listen okay if a guy from Kenya, Ayamara, mm -hmm. can have half a million viewers, <laughs> right? His sister, Demonge, can have just shy of half a million viewers. And this wow. guy, Ayamayugno, um, who opened his channel about a, about a month ago now, has over wow. has 20,000 likes and subscribers already. Then I think, um, I think we can do it. Too. The, Kenyans, <laughs> the Kenyans have this thing down pat. Oh yeah, everyone's out there um, really pushing and and working. And uh, one of the things I've been looking into is how these algorithms work on different platforms. You can't actually post the same. It's crazy. I've been experimenting, and um, you just you're, you're learning new things. Um, but the one thing I've uh, that I have learned, which I am adopting for 2023, uh, something actually that uh, my father right here has taught me and it's something that I, I I really have to put into practice and it's the consistency that that bug you really have to be consistent in whatever it is that you're doing and trust me a lot of things come your way that are going to sort of deflect or distract and um, this this has been the year where I've just said no 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 I don't care no distraction I don't care no no we have to just keep going I mean, it's only February, but uh, as long as I keep on the journey that I am right now, I'm expecting big things by the end of the year, definitely, for sure. What I would say is that the challenge is, is that a lot of times when people are about to achieve success, mm. they don't think that they're acquiring. They, they, and they start to look at all the faults and all the things that are going wrong, mm. and they lose track of the success that's actually there for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So success is there, but you're looking at the failures when you can actually succeed 
and then you start to blame other people and, 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 and all sort of things had to play in your head. And then suddenly the success is gone. And, and then you tell yourself, oh, I didn't really want it anyway. Mm. So just stay focused, man. Simple. Stay, stay focused, focused and keep on going. And it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. It happens when it's meant to happen. Don't assume because it didn't happen at that time, it's not going to happen. Don't judge your success off of somebody else across the road, the neighbor's success. Your success will come when it's due. Just get on with it. 100%. And don't define success because what you think is success sometimes is different. And there are other people who want to be where you're at. Mm -hmm. And you're telling, you're telling someone else that you failed and the guy across the road, right, mm -hmm. who doesn't have any feet, says he wishes that he could be like that guy and wear shoes. Got a lovely comment here from mom. She says, fail your way to success. Amen. Stay focused, guys. Stay strong. Okay, uh, if you guys want to follow, uh, for those of you who can be clocking in and having a look, that's dad's Instagram right there, at PL Hewlett. Flood it and, and keep up to date. You can also find me on Kelvin.Hewlett or at Kelvin Hewlett. I might delete this fancy um, <laughs> Instagram that <laughs> I've created. But it's because I'm into the acting world and you have to have a separate one that's with uh, more professional. So that's what that one's about. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's been a fantastic broadcast. Uh, we're going to be doing it again next Thursday. Um, we'll get some juicy topics for you guys. Um, don't you okay. worry. Um, as you can see, Dad's always on it. He's always looking at what's happening in the media. So we'll have loads of things to talk about. And um, uh, depending on how my week goes, I might have a little dive into some of the topics he brings me as well so I can uh, get a bit more knowledgeable on sports. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl, when you come next time. Super Bowl is on, man. Fant so oh, fantastic. So we're going to get into some Super Bowls, guys. Um, Eagles versus the Chiefs. <laughs> He said he wouldn't mention it, but he couldn't help I it. I did, I did. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be a good game. The Chiefs are going to win anyhow, so. But <laughs> we'll definitely have that talk uh, next week. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, again, that's tuned in. As I always say, don't forget to subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>